everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 49 of Justified Pursuit. Great to be here with you, and great to have a good friend, co-host, the counselor, Chisholm Cook here as always. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Um, what about you? We always, uh, we always do me. How about that, you? That crud, that the non-COVID crud, you know, people still get, like, get colds and stuff. Right. That crap went through our house, and so now I'm like, I'm on the tail end of it. But having asthma affects me a little more than the average person. So it feels like a 300-pound human being is like sitting on my chest at all times. But other than that, hmm. I'm good. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Not We've got uh, plenty of uh, rag congested. Yeah. I had to, you know, I felt like a meth head going to the, uh, the counter at the pharmacy, though, because you have to, you can't get Sudafed unless you go ask for right. it at the counter. Yeah. And I went to Walgreens, I guess, like at eight o'clock at night, which is the worst time to go to Walgreens. There was like a line of like, <laughs> when all the actual methods are there trying to get there. Or just people that are like, oh, up. I have COVID, I have COVID or whatever. I don't know. I went in and was like, I'm not staying. I'm not waiting this line. So I left and went back the next day at like 10 a.m. And then I was like, can I please have my meth pills? And they're like, here you go, sir. Um, oh, I want I know something I was going to ask you. You like to drink black coffee. I'm drinking black coffee right now. That's the only way to drink it. Um, truth. Have you ever done it in like a, a Chemex? I haven't. I want to get one. Um, yeah, I haven't tried a Chemex, but I hear it's awesome way to do it. I, I do a French press in the mornings and uh, I have a little, it's called a mocha maker, which makes like a little espresso thing that, but it's kind of like just an old school percolator. Uh-huh. Anyway, you like your Chemex? Oh yeah. Yeah. I should have been doing this a long time ago. I'm over the Keurig cups. Like that was the thing yeah, for like dude. five or six years for our family. Now I'm yep. doing it in the Chemex. Don't have to make a whole pot, usually like two or three cups. And yeah, uh, it's a perfect amount. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Keurig cups are, uh, I've been not a fan of the, you know, some of them make a pretty good cup of coffee, especially those, um, the Nespresso ones. They're not actually Keurig, but the, you know, the ones I'm talking about, then those, those Nespresso makers, I do, yeah, those make a tasty, at least, you know, cup of coffee compared to any of the Keurig stuff I've ever had, but you know, you're making a piece of trash every time you use the damn thing mm-hmm. that annoys me. My, uh, yeah. So this, you take side. the filter, you put it in the top of like this clear jar, you put your grounds in there and then you just boil a pot of water and just pour it over it. Right. It's awesome. Highly yeah, recommend it. If you've been thinking about it, take the plunge. Yeah, I need to pick up one of those. Um, like I said, French press in the morning, you know, it, it comes, it's, it's similar in so far as you grind it, put it in the bottom of the French press, boil some water, pour it on top, but then you strain it instead of letting gravity strain it, right? And I think that there's a little difference in how the flavor comes out, but they're both kind of similar how they work. A lot more flavor in those types of coffees. Um, this little espresso maker I'm talking about is really cool. You can pick up on, pick one up on Amazon for like 25 bucks, 30 bucks, but Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. It's got a water reservoir in the bottom and then a basket with perforations in it, right? Sits in that and a water spout shoots down into the water container. Hmm. And then you put the top on and that's like the pitcher. And so basically like you boil the water in the little, put it on the stovetop and boiling it forces the water up this spout through the coffee grains, which have to be ground like espresso style, a really fine grind, right? Then that, as it continues to build pressure, it drives it up into, up another spout into the, like the pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just pour yourself a cup of coffee. It's super strong like espresso is, but I think it tastes better. Like you can actually taste 
the different roasts of coffee if you have if you try different roasts right like all i know is i don't like french roast it's like that's like taking motor oil it's like drinking it's like the guinness version of coffee i don't know it's too much for yeah. me i had a but yeah i know, feel like like almost dehydrated when i drink it <laughs> or immediately yeah. I have to go take a dump one or the other uh but i do like it i like it strong and black just not that dark i do like your hat by the way come and take it yeah man um We'll give a shout out to Sea Level. Uh, this is a company. I found this hat at the Green. Um, what do they call it? Green River Outfitters, I think. It's a fly shop in uh, down in Green. Um, green Outfitters. Anyway, um, but the company Sea Level is out of Corpus Christi, so obviously I was immediately drawn to that. Um, but first and foremost, I was drawn to the idea of taking the come and take it uh slogan of our fine state and former republic and uh putting a little fly in there instead of a instead of the cannon which i think is uh it's just like perfect because it's like i'm still showing you where i stand on these things but a little little less aggressive about it i guess what about my shirt i like is it it's on point too yeah yeah don't be a and then just a picture of a snowflake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's any any doubt where i stand <laughs> safe spaces are not a thing that's a made-up deal yeah yeah it is um, safe spaces so billy eilish just played her way into the pantheon of c words this week i got a clip <laughs> for you i'll play here and you can find the you, you tell me after you listen to it where the little golden nugget is in this and this was at acl so austin city limits a concert um, just like I, maybe it was last week. It was very recently. Um, but yeah, here's her thoughts on the Texas abortion law. Here we go. I almost didn't want to do this show. So because I wanted to punish this place for allowing that to happen here. It's you guys that are the victims and you deserve so she almost didn't want to play in Texas because of our new abortion law. But I'm sure you picked up the golden nugget. And I've got to be honest, the audio was kind of coming in and out. Um, well, isn't know. that ironic? Who's the real victim here? Um, when it comes to abortion, the unborn. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that was what struck me. Well, the unborn are being protected. So maybe she's right. Maybe in Texas it is the uh, women who would terminate a pregnancy after six months that are the victims since the babies after six months are now more safe safe-ish I'm not sure they're entirely safe but mm-hmm. yeah i don't she's care about billy eilish she's a horrible person yeah look at her horrible dude there's nobody in entertainment that's not being driven by satan that i can see i mean she's like shouldn't the, say nobody but she's at the top of the list yeah. For sure. And that's the, pro- and like the, the point I was going to make about this is just, and it's not like groundbreaking news, but kids have so much access to these celebrities in their lives now and their opinions. And they're, they're looked at as literally gods to a whole generation of people. And I think that has a lot to do with why society is degrading so rapidly. When we yeah. were kids, we didn't, yeah, yeah, we didn't, yeah, if, yeah. if Billie Eilish said something like that, or maybe it was Prince in our, in our heyday, we would never hear about it. 
maybe it made a headline in a newspaper that we didn't read. I mean, it just wouldn't have been a thing. Yeah, I mean, this is all by, by design, right? The left has has fully, for many decades now, owned the two most important institutions in this country for shaping, you know, future generations, and that's education and entertainment, yeah. right? If you've got the educators and you've got the entertainers, you know, the only thing the kids have at that point is their parents. And what do kids... <laughs> Who, who are kids least likely to listen to of those three, right? I mean, it, it, by just default, if the whole world is telling them, you know, burn the whole system down and replace it with communism and their parents are the only ones telling them, no, this country's not as bad as you think, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Screwed. So, I mean, I guess if there's one good flip side to that, we're seeing almost weekly right now, celeb after celeb, you know, in the particularly popular cultural realm, cultural realm coming forward, athletes, et cetera, putting their foot down. Did you see Rihanna's shirt? No, um, I missed it. It's Rihanna had wore it was like, you know, photographed by paparazzi week a week ago, maybe two, with a shirt on that said, um, use your brain now while you still can, or something like that. Huh? Yeah. And you know, without it, like she didn't all she all the whole thing was just a shirt, which goes to show like how desperate the media is to distract us from the real problems that like our administration is creating. They're like, Oh, look at this shirt. Um, but you know, it was definitely, a. it seemed as though it was an example of a big time pop star stepping out of line and make sure I get those, uh, so, uh, while you're doing that. So Aaron Lewis walked up to the microphone and he went <laughs> instantaneously, the whole crowd broke into Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> right. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, think, think while it's still legal is what her shirt said. Uh, <laughs> the the let's whole go, Brandon. Did we talk about that Joe last Biden. week? No, oh, it, it hadn't. It hadn't God, happened. It yet, hadn't dude. happened yet. No. I showed that to Ashley, and it's been it's been really interesting here in the last. It's been I'd trending everywhere. Month. Yeah. Oh, dude, that thing is literally is truly like people it, it, are making a mint selling "Let's Go, Brandon" T-shirts. I want one. Yeah, <laughs> I want one uh ashley has been awake not woke awake for some time right uh like you said about aaron the other day Mm -hmm. when we were texting about that um but she doesn't pay nearly as much attention to as you and i do i'm sure like aaron right? right and the reality is dude this is the truth about women that's not a sexist statement it's a simple scientific observable fact men tend to obsess over this crap and women are just as content to just not care Right. And just ignore right. it all. Right. Um, so, you know, she knows most a lot of what she knows about what's going on in the world. She's hearing from me. She gets some of it from Facebook. But I ask her all the time. Did you hear about this? That and she's like, no, I have no idea. Right. And then she's so, let me ask you this. Does she ever like get annoyed with how much how frequently you want to talk about it? And she's just not because sometimes Aaron's just like, I just don't care right now. I'm like, but I'm trying to tell you this really important thing. <laughs> it could affect the future of our children. It's very important. She's like. Yeah, but I think you said the same thing like two days ago. I was like, yeah, but maybe you didn't understand what I'm saying. Oh, she she gets she's like, she'll let me go for a few minutes. Then she's like, okay, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's hilarious because yes, I've had basically those same feelings and conversations. <laughs> um, there was a time over the last two years, and it's not that they disagree; years, it's just maybe. they really are just indifferent. Like, okay, yeah, I mean, they just like 
for I know in Ashley's case, and I bet it's a little bit the case with Aaron too. It's like you just start to feel like you're stuck in quicksand, right? And we're obsessing over these things and then like dragging them into it. And they're like, what am I supposed to do about it? Exactly. You're just, you're just making me sad or mad or whatever. Right. right. So I don't want to be mad like you. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, I get it. It's very understandable. Um, but I think that what's happened over this last year and a half, especially has broken Ashley down a bit where she hasn't had that reaction in some time. She usually almost always will, will hear me out. Um, I still don't get often a lot of engagement, so I don't leave the conversation, the one-way conversation. Right, right. <laughs> right. I don't That's feel why satisfied. we have to do this show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I still wonder if she listened to anything I said. Oh, man. But um, we've had a couple of conversations in the last month where she's starting to man the biggest thing you know the like the meme of the crazy conspiracy theorist with the whiteboard full of like a whole office full of like newspaper clippings and red strings right like that as you go through the process of seeing the bs all around you that you start to feel that way it certainly feels like that's it's impossible to explain it to anybody because it's all too convoluted right how do all these things interact and conspire together and but yeah. she's started talking in those terms. Like she's starting to see the forest for the trees and connecting the dots on these things and seeing it in terms of she's really been focused lately on history repeating itself. And if you just look back 100 years ago, damn near to the day you had, you know, the conclusion of World War One and the rise of Nazi Germany. Right. And. We the way that the that, that the Nazis demonized the Jews was by making them out to be through propaganda, uh, you know, the enemy of, of Germany itself. Right. And making them appear unclean and to be like damaging to their economy. Right. They just, they just, they demonize them as the other. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt that American media and half of the country right now are doing that to those of us who don't want to take these stupid shots. Right. And so she's starting to talk on those terms and it's like a revolution and, kind of her seeing it how did they get up on this tangent what do we there was something let's go brandon oh yeah so i should exactly thank you for keeping us on track uh so i showed her that let's go brandon thing and her eyes just got like she almost couldn't handle it she was like are you effing kidding me it was pretty funny huh she goes so if anyone doesn't know this was at the end of a nascar race the, <laughs> yeah. the guy had won and maybe his name was Brandon. I don't his know. name was Brandon. Yeah. Brandon. He's, a, he's like a rookie driver. Yeah. So he wins. His name's Brandon. The yeah. crowd starts chanting, fuck Joe Biden. Like they're doing at every sporting event in the South right now. Uh, like they're doing at New York city protests the other day. It's, it's becoming a quite the protest. nationwide phenomenon. Uh, but yeah, so they're yelling, fuck Joe Biden. And the reporter goes, it seems like they're yelling. They're, they're uh, applauding for you with the let's go Brandon chant. Like, what? No, that's not at all what they're saying. And it's very clear what they're saying. Fuck Joe Biden. But, hey, here's here's the left. Yeah. It, 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 it's just, it. <laughs> everybody needs to find it. We should have teed it up and played it. It's so ridiculous. Brandon Brown is the driver's name. Uh, there's a moment. I wonder I, what he thought because I don't. He didn't really respond to that comment. None of them have addressed it whatsoever. I mean, it's if you type, I just did it. If you type into Google or any search browser right now, but Google in particular, the word "let's" 
go Brandon autofills. So it is currently like nobody's looking for anything that starts with the word let's other than go Brandon. And there's this moment where you can tell she's been. Ashley thinks that, you know, that, that the, that the producer was in her ear trying to coach her because she stops talking. And there's like this brief blank between the two of them talking where you hear a full throated clear as day f joe biden the fans are really excited chanting let's go brandon and it's like that's clearly not what they're saying lady you just let us all hear because you can't really make it out at the beginning of the clip right anybody who goes and looks it up while she's talking to brandon about his first victory on the on the circuit you 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 can hear him and if you you know you know what it is because because like you said it's happening in every stadium across the country but you can't really make it out until she stops talking and then there's a perfect pause for f joe biden oh let's go brandon they're all so excited do you think that this poor reporter had any idea that she just created a new rallying cry for conservatives when she said that she couldn't have known but she did (laughs) dude yeah i i so the guys from no agenda they took they 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 listened you know they played it in their sunday show and uh adam curry was like you know i'm going to cut her this woman some slack he's like i think this was a young reporter trying to make a name for herself you know because it wasn't actually it wasn't actually this the big sunday race it was like one of the uh he won he won the i don't know the truck series or you know the the rookie the rookie race right he didn't win like a major uh nascar uh, event so you know she's like a bc team you know pit side reporter or whatever you would call it he was like man i think she was so focused on getting her interview right with this guy that she might have actually thought that's what people were saying because her her mind was focused on her task and i told ashley that and she's like no way she's like that moment when she stopped somebody was in her ear and telling her to say yeah i don't buy that for a second yeah. She knew it there. You could, you can't not know, and you can't be so detached from reality that, you, as a sports reporter, that you're not aware that this is going on in stadiums all over the country. So, I can't give her that. I'm not going to cut her that slack. Uh, yeah. He and here's the thing: Curry might have make, been making a joke and just being like super dry and sarcastic about it, and I didn't even pick it up. I don't know. Yeah, you're pretty good at dry humor. That's. I mean, really he definitely the, that's really the only humor you do. Well, yeah. But I can I can be I can be suckered by it too. So. Um, so Facebook and Instagram shut down. What was it Monday? What today's uh, Wednesday? I think that yeah, it was on Monday. Monday. Yep. And so I'm here was my reaction. First of all, I'm like, oh, they finally deleted me. That was the first thing that went <laughs> yeah. through my head. Yeah. I I texted. I should have texted you. I texted someone else. I was like, can you see if Instagram's still up? And he's like, no, it's not working for me either. I was like, oh, okay, well. I guess they didn't delete me. Then it goes on for like, well, how many, was it like eight or 10 hours? They were offline, Instagram, yeah, man. Facebook, was, yeah. and WhatsApp. Yep. Uh, Zuckerberg lost $6 billion. And like, I guess the, the stock value of those three companies just in that one screw up. My, yeah, my that's take, incredible. and we're going to transition into the Facebook whistleblower because I think it's all related. But initially my take was, they shut them down, and they had to have shut them down on purpose. You, the three biggest of these three huge platforms are not all experiencing a bug at the same time. So I was like, they shut them down because now we have Joe Rogan 
basically posting stuff against the left almost daily. We have the, the Biden shot charade that we talked about last week. We have celebrity after celebrity coming out against woke ideology. Like they're, it was getting out of control, and they were like, we're going to shut it down, have a group think, and figure out how to get this thing back on track and, the, and get it back on our narrative. That's why I think they shut it down. I, I mean, dude, I mean, to me, it could only be one of two things. It is like the greatest hack of all time, or it's exactly what you're saying. Um, but I know that once it started back up, my Instagram feed doesn't appear to have changed. I'm still getting let's go Brandon memes everywhere. <laughs> and, right. you know, Russell Brand is, have we talked about Russell Brand yet? No. You know who I'm talking about, right? The comedian? The uh, actor? The get up to the actor. Greek? Yeah. Yep. That yeah. guy. Yep. Um, yeah. um, Inside of you. <laughs> right. I don't, He's, that's not uh, from that. Is that, that is from that movie, I think. Aldo, what's his name? In the, it's, um, Aldo, to be inside of you. Aldo Huxley or something like that. He's um. So he, that character was actually originally from also great in forgetting Sarah Marshall. Right. So that character was from forgetting Sarah Marshall, and then they made a movie about it specifically. Yeah. Uh, it's the same character he's playing, right? That rock star character. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Russell Bland, Solar- Brand Solarius, super thoughtful guy. I kind of discovered him a couple years back because he started. He went on Rogan. And he's a lefty, man, like, you know, you know, pretty staunchly sort of socialist leaning lefty. But he also um, is a, he's a super spiritual guy, um, talks a lot about God and, um, you know, he's into sort of Eastern meditation and yoga and all that other stuff. How, too. And, how do you vote for the things that they vote for and then be super spiritual? Well, from his perspective, okay, from his perspective, what he thinks socialism is for is to help the oppressed, is to help the poor, right? So, like, he's a big fan of, you know, he's a British guy, he's a big fan of their nationalized, you know, healthcare system. Um, He thinks, he sees that stuff for what it's supposed to be and can't fully accept what it is, right? That it's never worked, ever? Yeah, like he he attacks capitalism because of dude. I mean, listen, Wally counts this, as millions of dollars. Yeah, this the dude's vax- funny, but he sounds like like this. I, I this uh, right? I mean, don't, trust me. There's a walking contradiction. There's, there's a contradiction there, no doubt about it. But this vaccine problem situation is a perfect example of corporate greed run amok, right? But it's also the overlap of corporate greed mingled and mixed in with big government. Because the government's the one that's buying these damn shots and then forcing us to take them, right? Or trying to force us to take them by, you know, strong arming corporations in this country, right? So I believe the no, number is $90 billion now that we're up to for Pfizer and Moderna. We're going to get to this, but one of the whistleblowers that Project Veritas threw out there Monday night, the same day as the internet shut down, said he believes he works for an evil corporation that's only being, that he's like, our only money right now is coming from COVID. That's one of the scientists for for, for Pfizer um, being caught on tape by uh, the Project Veritas guys. Okay, I think I listened anyway. to that on the Bongino show. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. were three of them. Um, so my, my, my main point is, like, Brand is not wrong when he talks about the agenda of these big national international corporations, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't talk about, like, a, like a you know, a, a private 
you know, entrepreneur who builds his own business and makes money, right? Or an inventor who comes up with an, he's talking about these giant corporations like Facebook, Google, uh, Pfizer, right? That have like political influence, that have a global scale, right? That are basically more like government entities than they are companies. At the flip side, just the other day, he was playing, I think the audio, the main point I'm bringing up here is that Russell Brand is on fire right now talking about Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, the, 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 the indictment that we talked about, the Sussman indictment that demonstrates unequivocally that Hillary Clinton cam- Clinton's campaign actually paid to make up the Russian collusion story, right? Russell Brand is all over this. This leftist, right? Is, and he's all over. Follow him. You should. He's <laughs> awesome, dude. I'm telling you, he's awesome. He's all over the, the Wuhan lab leak stuff. Um, there's a report that just came out on the intercept last week that he reads on his Instagram page and on YouTube. Uh, and you know, and as he reads these reports, he's like making a mockery of them as he goes. Right. So he reads the beginning of this report and it's, it's actually an application that that eco health Alliance company, the eco health Alliance is the month, the company that Fauci was funding that was then going to Wuhan to do the gain of function. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like this intermediary buffer. They also happen to be the guys who tried to claim in January of last year that it was from a cave, right? From a bat. Right. How does intercept- of a job? I mean, we all know that there was gain-of-function research done there and that he lied about it to Congress. No one cares. If the Senate had the majority vote, would they have got it? Would they have rid themselves of that disease yet? I, I mean, I don't... I assume it's not within the Senate's authority to just fire him. Um, he works for an agency that, dude, I, uh, could they bring him up? Like if, if we had majority control of the Senate, couldn't we bring him up on some kind of charges for lying under oath? Like, oh yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, we would have at least tried to go after him for that. There's no reason. I mean, they can't do it right now because they, they, they wouldn't win. Like I, I, he's, I, he's there. He's their uh, icon. He's the, he, left he, icon. he went, he went on a lefty radio show with a guy named Hugh Hewitt. Uh, who's a big-time nationally syndicated radio guy and a lefty. And Hugh Hewitt was basically begging him to resign. He's like, don't you understand that even if it's not warranted, people have lost trust in you, and you may actually be doing a disservice by staying in office because there are people who won't get the vaccine just because you're telling them to him. And he was like, no, that's not true. No, not at all. It's absolutely true. (laughs) Well, I think the people who aren't getting the vaccine aren't getting it because they've done their research. But, you know, it doesn't help that this lying sack of shit is out there trying to force everybody to do so for sure. I mean, it's only further entrenching people into their positions, but anyway, Russell Brand is reading this application that eco health Alliance had put in front of DARPA. They had actually gone to DARPA. DARPA is the defense authorization, something or something. It's basically like the, you know, when, when you talk about the military industrial complex, it's the industrial part of the military industrial complex, right? It's this agency that funds all the weapon, weapon making, right? Hmm. EcoHealth Alliance wants to do gain-of-function research on bats in China, and they're going to our military for it. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. Right? The good news is DARPA rejected them. Fauci did not. So they got their money from the NIH. But when he, So he reads their application. These documents have been released. The Intercept has, has reported on it. In this application to DARPA, which was denied, they say, we want to take a chimeric virus that we've manipulated chimeric means they've inserted human dna dna into the virus the same way they've spliced human dna into lab mice into bats now they have monkey half half monkey half human hybrid embryos this is all real news you can look it up on npr oh we've talked about the monkey everything i'm talking about is not conspiracy nonsense it's legit uh and i've got links in prior conversations to your point 
about uh, all this stuff. Anyway, we want to take a chimeric virus and introduce it into a cave of bats to study what happens to the bats and to see if it's potential, uh, if it would potentially get released and create a pandemic. And he goes, are you literally the Joker? What in the hell? (laughs) (laughs) My point is like, when guys like Russell Brand and the following, the mixed diverse following that a guy like him has is like just in laughing, mocking ways, exposing this to his millions of Instagram followers and millions of YouTube followers. Um, yeah, it seems to me it was a great idea for them to try to push the reset button, but yet Russell Brand is still readily accessible in my Instagram. So whatever they tried to do didn't work if that's what they were up to. Yeah. To bring it back full circle. <laughs> I mean, I certainly do not believe that all three of those platforms got hacked at the same time. There's just no way they have the best cybersecurity. I guarantee you of any business on the, well, have you heard like how, so Facebook dude, what happened was I can't remember what it's called, but it's, um, uh, D D something. There's an acronym for basically Facebook went away completely. Like if you went to facebook.com on Monday in the middle of that outage, You'd get one of those pages that says this, uh, this, um, it was a number than the error, like five, 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 something error. That was what, what it said on my, yeah. Well, for some people it said that this, this, uh, God dang it. What do you call it? Um, not the URL domain, this domain. Yeah. DNS server. That's what it's called. Their DNS linkage had been like deleted and their actual domain name, facebook.com was up for sale. Like it was right. saying you could, you could go out and claim facebook.com for this brief period of time. There was also apparently somebody, some something somewhere where like 1.5 billion Facebook users, uh, personal data was for sale during huh. the midst of all that. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, it was a mess. Um, but to your point, there's just, there's so much going on that they can't, they can't keep a lid on it. Right. And, and it's that's, too much. And too, then too many important people are, are, are now speaking out against it. Like, right. Hey, People are taking note that, and like Joe Rogan has said over and over again, once you give up X freedom, they will never give it back to you. hundred percent. They won't. You'll never get it back. I um, wanna, let me, let me, let me sidebar just a second on Rogan. So we talked a little bit at the end of the last call and I didn't have very good specifics about how Joe's had some spooky spooks on mm-hmm. the, the episode that dropped like that day or maybe the next day was him having on a guy named Mike Baker who he's had on at least a half a dozen times that I can think of, who himself is a CIA agent. And they spend every episode they've ever been on him talking about his career as an agent, his understanding of like politics and geopolitical threats, et cetera, in the world today. So he's actually having like a known and identified spook on. Now, the fact that this guy admits his spook status and sort of talks openly, he's very much a conservative. Um, He speaks... He would speak two years ago about the things he thought Trump was getting right. And he will speak very vehemently and did on this episode of the things he thinks this administration is doing wrong. Joe pushes him in that episode in certain moments and kind of tries to pin him down on things he wants to weasel out of in a way that actually gave me some hope that he's still just having real conversations. He may have somebody from the government on, like when he had Scott Gottlieb come on and claim we were going to have 2 million deaths from COVID in March of 2020, right? I think that was a legitimate, it may have very well have been Rogan trying to have a legitimate conversation with an FDA chief. And, you know, at a time when nobody knew what was going to happen and it, you know, 
freaked him out. I'm going to just say he's not wrong. We will eventually have 2 million deaths from COVID. We will. Oh, but it I might think take he was, 10 I years. Think he, but, I think he was but, saying like we would have it in the I know next, what you're like, saying, nine but, months. But yeah, of course. But we'll no, you're right. I mean, the virus isn't going COVID's anywhere going and it'll anywhere. kill people for the rest of our lives and our grandchildren's lives, to your point. It will yeah. be one of the ways humans die. Yeah. Right. And coronaviruses as a general category were already one of the ways particularly older people could potentially die. Right. But mm-hmm. anyway, my main point is just like the way he pressed Mike Baker on a few specific instances, um, the way he talks about some of the past interviews, like the Scott Gottlieb interview and how it had freaked him out. But he realizes in retrospect, it's all bullshit. He may still be just shooting down the middle. And, um, you know, he has a he, he'll defer to an expert while he's got that expert on until he has reason to doubt or challenge what they're saying kind of thing. But anyway, it gives me hope point. that Rogan is taking on things like transgender too and be like, no. Oh, he never stops on that. Yeah. Because I, I read his, uh, his post um, today. It was today. And it's from a website called Healthline and it's under the parenthood and then pregnancy sub tabs. Can men get pregnant? Yes, it's possible for men to become pregnant and give birth to children of their own. In fact, it's probably a lot more common than you might think. In order to explain, we'll need to break down some common misconceptions about how we understand the term man. Right. Were you born with a dick? Okay, then you can't get pregnant. The end. That's it. Yep. Crazy. Not yet anyway, but you can rest assured they're working on it. Yeah. Oh, every day. I'm saying something a while back about somebody talking about a uterus uh, transplant, uteral, trying to actually take a biological male and give them a uterus so they could have babies. And were uh, they going to put it, like, shoot it out of their ass crack or something? I can't remember if it was something that had actually been, like, attempted yet or if it was just something that, that was in development or something. You're going like to shit that. out a baby. <laughs> no, I think they'll just, like, you know, I don't know what, like, wallow out the hole that you already have and make it bigger. <laughs> You know, like you can take a drill it out. if you like drill a hole and you need to get a screw into it, but it's still a little too tight and you don't feel yeah. like changing bits. So you just sit there and r- r- kind of roto rooter it around. Uh-huh. Maybe that's so the baby will just fall out then because they don't have the required <laughs> like, mecha- like muscles and anatomy yeah. to push it out. <sighs> yeah. Talk about <laughs> what is the old adage that we used to say in high school? Talk about throwing a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Uh, oh, so going back to our wives um, and, and my wife, like, certainly has been red-pilled. She voted for Trump both times. Before that, I guarantee you, she would never tell me because she knew I would just rail on her if, I, if she admitted that she voted for Obama, but I know she did. Maybe she didn't. And she just liked, like, having that, you know, keeping me in the, in the dark about it. But she sends me this link the other day and i was like i open it and it's this uh obituary for this girl jessica berg 37 year old mother of two healthy lady and she was she didn't have to get the vaccine for her job she had to get it because she was involved with her kids school and they wouldn't let her on the property on the school property anymore without the vaccine so finally was that in washington state washington state okay Sorry. Finally, she is shamed into getting this vaccine. And two weeks later, she died of thrombotic 
thrombocytopenia, which basically means blood clots. She died of it. This is the autopsy report. I want to do a little live action test. Tell me her name again while you tell me about the autopsy report. Okay. Her name is Jessica Berg Wilson. 37 years old, Seattle, Washington. How do you spell Berg? B-E-R-G. Okay. Jessica Berg Wilson. Go ahead. Uh, So anyway, yeah, she dies from the COVID vaccine. In the autopsy report, she died of blood clots caused by whichever. I don't know if it was Moderna or Pfizer. Um, Trying to think if that doesn't really matter. Uh, they both cause it or can cause it. So this gets shared on Twitter and then Twitter flags it as a misinformation post and puts their own link on anything. Oh, and also made it unshareable. So anyone now retweeting it, you weren't allowed to retweet it. But if you were able to see it, here's the fact checker thing. And it says, and it takes you to a website that's COVID vaccines are generally safe for most people. Well, here's a girl that just died from mm-hmm. the vaccine insanity and oh then i went to search the girl's name dude and it's buried behind you know what comes up first if you search mother dies of covid vaccine hundreds of articles of people that died that were unvaccinated i said died of vaccine not unvaccinated and that's what comes up if you search it i'm 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 doing i'm doing some real real time testing here yeah so, Just, so right now, if you Google and go to the news tab, Jessica Berg Wilson, you will have basically a number of, you know, the whole page is full of stories about what happened. Uh, what you won't see uh, is a single article from one of what would be considered the trusted names in news by half the country. I mean, it's all like local news. It's all... Newsweek is the biggest news organization in here that has bothered to report on this. So everything else do another real time test. Just search mother mother dies dies from vaccine complication. Yeah, I I got that going too. And you've got the Seattle Times is the number one hit on Google News at the moment. Usnews.com. Yeah, whatever was going on the other day. You know, here's what happens, man. They, they figure out they can't hide it any longer. And they yeah. Have to adjust yeah. It. Dude, I've seen this at least three or four times in some of the stuff we've talked about over the last month, especially, dude, is when this news hits. I think I talked about this with regard to the Sussman indictment, right? The Hillary Clinton campaign manufacturing a fake story and lying to the FBI about it. Uh-huh. The day that stuff dropped, all you saw was spin, 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 spin. Articles about, you know, from every, all the mainstream sources you would expect saying, oh, if this is all that, you know, John Durham's got, he should shut his investigation down. Fast forward like three or four days to when we recorded our podcast that day. And I even talked about it on the air. All of a sudden, all the news articles were way more straight down the middle. Everything was straight down the middle. You know, see the indictment here. You know, Sussman charged with lying to the FBI, blah, blah, blah. So they try to cap it. They try to cover it. We know Twitter, to your point, Twitter labeled it misinformation. And then Newsweek, to Newsweek's credit, slams Twitter for doing so. The New York Post, you know, the rest of Twitter, ever, you know, they just get hammered for their BS and they have to sort of backtrack it and at least present it in a more neutral fashion. Right. Yeah. Oh, so. But here's Newsweek thing- right here. Twitter labeled woman's obituary as, quote, misleading after death from rare vaccine complication. Quick yeah. to point out that it's rare. Which, yeah, I mean, I guess. It well, is. So, so Aaron sent me that link to the Twitter article and I went and clicked on it. I was like, well, I couldn't even see it. 
So I said, can you please, uh, I texted her back. She was at work. I said, can you text me the girl's name? Cause I can't, she told me what it was about, but I couldn't see who it was or what anything about the article. So I didn't even know the name to look it up. And then that's when I looked it up and was like, found the obituary. And then, but that was like, you know, two pages down after all of the unvaccinated person dies, unvaccinated mother leaves two kids behind unvaccinated mother spreads COVID to grandmother, grandmother dies. I mean, these are the headlines that pop up before that, you know? Um, but my wife didn't care for that. Back to the, what I was saying is that kind of, that kind of shit hits home for her and she's pro-vax. She's pro-vax. So that says a lot. Um, yeah, that one sounded like it was, uh, from you telling me about it, one that really got, uh, Aaron's attention on the whole, uh, you know, big brother, 1984 aspect of all this. Check this out though, man. Here's an article that popped up from that search using the phrase mom dies of COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. This was from Yahoo news on the 15th of September, a mother left fighting for her life after an allergic reaction to Pfizer COVID vaccine has vowed to let her daughter get the jab. Her daughter looks to be about seven months old. No, two year old. She's a two year old, I guess. Like picture can't be from when she was two. How stupid. I mean, what kind of parent would let their kid get vaccinated? Speaking of that, another thing that, and I haven't beat her, beat Aaron over the head with the ship, but I'm about to probably tonight when she gets home from work, we're, I'm going to bring up the California vaccine mandate and see how she likes that. Oh my God. Dude. Knowing that her kids just had COVID within the last month and had no external symptoms whatsoever that we didn't even know and said, Oh, we just kept sending them to school. Like we didn't know you had COVID until you, you showed up for antibodies. So now Gavin Newsom this week has passed a law that as soon as the vaccines are approved by the FDA, California students, kindergarten through 12th grade, will be required to have the vaccine to be on campus. We know kids don't need the vaccine, Chisholm. The number is now up to like almost 600 kids, but you know how many have tested positive for COVID? Like 10 million. That's kids zero to 18 years old in, in this virus's entirety. And I guarantee you, most of them had underlying health uh, issues. Oh, dude, All I saw this headline. I need to tell you this. I saw this headline and it said, um, it was a picture of, it said, COVID robs family of healthy daughter. And the picture was of this, this eight, probably, I would say. Seven, oh, dude, I saw girl. it. She was fat who, as hell. The ones she whose was, head looks like the one whose head looked like a beach ball. Yeah, dude, I, I hate saying that about a dead little girl, but dude, dude, it was healthy it was, kid. It was a straight. I, weighs it, as I, much as you the do. The photograph with the headline was again as nice. I'm glad you saw that. As, I did. I saw it, dude. It was so. I you know. I'm I just, sorry, the girl when I saw it, whatever I was doing was at the healthy. moment, I just shut the application. I was like, I can't. You know. Right, dude. Hold on though. I, this story I'm sitting here staring at while you're talking about that. I have to share a couple of quotes here, man. So. This lady, I guess she's some sort of senior care assistant from Havant. I don't know what that sounds like. She's got some kind of healthcare job. She says, I believe the vaccine is helping people even after what I went through. So that's why I'm letting Harper Rose have the vaccine. I guess Harper Rose is her two-year-old daughter. She says, being a parent, you just want to protect your child. <clears throat> mm-hmm. y- yeah. She says, that's she right. Had- that's why you- mine won't be getting the vaccine that they don't need. Even after everything I've been through, I still think everyone should get their jab. Just because I had a bad reaction doesn't mean everyone else will too. Vaccination saves lives. 
This is so this is the very, very end of the article, man. The last three to four sentences of this article. This has been a truly terrifying experience, one I never thought was possible, but it's still so important people get their jabs. Even though I have nearly died several times since getting vaccinated, I work in the care sector myself and I know how important it is. I want people to remember that reactions like mine are very rare. And just because I had a bad reaction doesn't mean everyone else will too. Her lips and tongue swelled to the point of bleeding and she ended up having two seizures, which shocks when shocks left her brain starved of oxygen. Well, you know what? When she gets her booster, she will we'll rid ourselves of her existence so she feared she'd never see harper rose again after she was admitted to sorry that's harsh but if you're too stupid then i don't have you know i just don't have any sympathy for you this this yahoo news article says this woman the headline is she'll still give the shot to her kid even though she had an allergic reaction and you have to go all the way to the end to read the two sentences that say that her lips and lips and tongue swelled to the point of bleeding and she ended up having two seizures wow wow <laughs> but yeah california kids uh, i posted that on instagram uh mm-hmm. at least five people were like well that's the last straw and now looking to leave california like that's it yeah i should clarify you you may have said it but we should clarify that he did say he would enforce this mandate once these vaccines are quote fully approved by the fda for kids in those age brackets which which he expects to be for next fall right. so Coming to a school near you, California residents. Yeah. Keep your fingers crossed, old good hair Newsom, because where uh, they will also abort your teenage daughter daughter's pregnancy and not tell you about it. If you'll and, just go to the FDA advisory committee website and listen to some of the audio, watch some of the video from the September seventeenth uh, hearing on the booster shots, you'll hear hearing. sixteen out of eighteen doctors on the advisory committee expressing serious concerns about myocarditis in children which is why they did not authorize the boosters for anybody under the age of 65 that didn't already have a severe pre-existing health condition or a job that caused them to be a significant risk right right uh it's <laughs> crazy dude so there's a lot to get into with the uh facebook whistleblower mm-hmm. and when it came out i was like hey dude you got to check this out you know maybe finally we'll get some traction as far as breaking up these tech monopolies these social media platforms that in today's world not only well well in today's world that's where people consume their news right Chisholm? i mean you yeah, still sure. pe- uh, people like us look at other sources most of the population is no longer watching fox news cnn msnbc they're looking at facebook and clicking on a news article the ratings for those organizations certainly indicate that to your point. I mean, we were talking about our wives. If my wife doesn't hear it from me, she hears it from Facebook. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I believe that that's the majority of the population. Well, the numbers say that it is, it's factual. So this is where people get their news. Some kind of internet based all sort of non legacy news media, whether it's podcasts Mm -hmm. or Facebook. Yeah. yeah. But Facebook is probably the biggest has to be the biggest. So they're controlling the flow of information, have the power to influence elections. And now, the government which is they've beholden, used the government's beholden to big tech now which it should be the other way around uh but it, so anyway here comes this whistleblower thing and i'm like oh man this is great you know and you're like dude look deeper and i'll let you take it from here because it's uh it's not what i thought it was initially yeah it's um 
I mean, this, the the upside upshot is that it's just a deliberate mis, you know, it's a deliberate sort of grooming campaign uh, aimed at, in my opinion, sil- silencing alternative slash conservative voices on social media, down you know either eliminating them completely or you know restricting their reach through government regulation uh, by a government at the moment that is basically entirely dominated by one party a party which was already in bed with those folks to begin with. So, you know, how many times a party whose administration already has said that they work with Facebook to flag things right. that they think is misinformation. Right. Right. I mean, here's the thing, dude. We watched we've we've watched for a week now a dog and pony show going on in the Senate. And and they've been doing it for a few years now. They'll drag Zuckerberg and they'll drag uh Dorsey from Twitter in and they'll grill him, right? What happens? Not Nothing. Nothing happens. They'll ask them all these questions and they'll kind of make a mockery of them. And it's basically just a whipping post. It's the Beltway DC needs a needs a whipping boy, right? Oh, it needs a needs a I'm sorry, it needs a target, right? A bad guy. They need somebody to point to. That's the bad guy. <clears throat> um, but at the same time, to your point, the current democratic establishment we know unequivocally is completely in bed with these forces to the point where they made a coordinated effort to silence conversation a year ago almost to the day about hunter biden only to now be acknowledging oh yeah that was true the whole time right or like we know like six months ago you couldn't talk about you know the wuhan lab leak hypothesis but all of a sudden you know what's his name uh john stewart goes on a late night show and makes a big joke about it now everybody can talk about it right yeah um what you have to understand here is first of all her 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 interview where she she revealed herself as this whistleblower Uh was on cbs the No Agenda guys like to refer to CBS as the C stands for CIA, the CIA broadcasting system. You want it was Francis, I don't know if it's Hagen or Hogan, but 37-year-old yep. lady. Yep. All right. If you just do a little bit of research, you can find all kinds of examples about how CBS has probably been historically the number one place the CIA would go to to pump out propaganda. So I'm skeptical right off the bat because she goes on, she just happens to go beyond CBS, right? And she's basically made two significant claims. One is that there is research and there are reports that that uh, Facebook has, some of which she has released to the public, that show that Facebook not only is aware of severe damage that they do to girls, I think nine to 13 in particular, if I'm not mistaken, but young pre-adolescent girls, right? Damage that they do to those girls' psyches even going so far as to say that like 13% of British girls in that age range claim that their suicidal thoughts come from what they see on Instagram should point out Instagram is wholly owned by Facebook. All right. So consider the two, I the have same. stuff on Instagram too here. Yeah. Consider the two the same, right. But that, that Instagram is the one where that's being alleged is doing the child endangerment stuff. Right. Well, I'll just go ahead and say that, it since you brought it up. So let me interject this. So Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal, his team set up, a fake Instagram account posing as a 13 year old girl. (laughs) And they, they had this girl like accounts that were like pro dieting, being really skinny. Uh, Well, Instagram's algorithm 
starts pumping her in the search, you know, in the search icon tab, whatever, pumping her pages that glorify eating disorders. Okay. So I was like, oh, this is great. I'm reading it. I did not know. Well, first of all, I just said a, it, the article I read was like a senator. Then I do some research. I'm like, oh, it's a Democrat. That doesn't really line up with how I thought this would play out. It happens right? to be a Democrat that has been proven for 30 plus years to be lying about his service in the military, particularly having faced combat in Vietnam, complete fabrication, completely guilty of sto stolen valor. That dude is a lying piece of crap. Uh, he also happens to sound like the gayest guy in, in DC when you listen to him talk. There but you go just, again. That, that's got 2021 and you're still using gay as an adjective, which I totally support. Uh, <laughs> okay. So anyway, the, the fact that he's, I was thinking, oh, this has to be a Republican senator, you know, before I got to the nuts and bolts of, of the, what I'm going to say is probably just a fake. It was just a ruse. Just, uh, hey, let's put this out there so that we can focus on that instead of, you know, you always use the term, look at the shiny objects. Right. Don't worry about what's really going on behind so, the scenes here. To, to be clear, I'm not saying that what she's claiming is fake. I'm saying they cherry-picked a couple of accusations and married them together for a specific purpose, mm -hmm. right? I, I won't go so far as to claim that what Blumenthal did, claims he did, what his office did, and that what he found this, you know, by liking a couple of things, all of a sudden getting pumped with, uh, you know, kind of damaging content. I'm not saying that didn't happen. That's not true. I do think Facebook and Instagram, their algorithms are designed to show you what you look, look at, right? If you look at something long enough and you like it, you're going to get more of that, right? Here's the thing, man. Everything does this to young girls. Everything. We know it's a, it's a simple fact that pre-adolescent and early adolescent girls are highly susceptible to these types of negative emotions, highly susceptible to comparing every facet of their being to someone they view as superior to them and that making them feel bad. Like in, the, in the 80s and 90s. In the 80s and 90s, it was magazines, right? We had the same conversations in the 80s and 90s about the damage that magazines did to young girls because oh, they air shop the devil. That's right. They air shop and, you know, dress these women up and make them look like bar Barbie dolls. Barbie dolls actually were the devil at one point, right? Because they had this like impossible, you know, the actual Barbie herself is this like, you know, if she was a real like full scale human, she'd be like six foot four with like 38 double D's and that, right? Like. Like this impossible standard of beauty. This is not new, man. The only right. difference between these social media companies and those things is that going back to accessibility, that algorithm pumping it to you versus, you know, just passively putting it in a newsstand and you picking up the magazine, right? And accessibility, 100%. It's right there on their phones versus having to go to the store or getting a magazine subscription, right? And, and it's constant. They're on it. 24 7 365 instead of the one day a month that the cosmopolitan magazine shows up at the door right? right my point is this is not surprising and it's also not surprising that their algorithms are doing that on purpose and it's also not surprising that they would know about it right and i wouldn't be shocked if they were doing it deliberately trying to hurt girls but i don't know i don't think they're actually trying to hurt girls i think that's what happens in a for-profit business model that's based off of keeping you locked into the phone that's what young girls seek. And it's not really that much different than adults seeking out, like you and I do, news that makes us angry <laughs> yeah. all the time, right? It's the same 
kind of phenomenon. It's just that young girls are super susceptible to going completely off the rails by it. Right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, again, I'm not saying any of that's fake. Was there anything else you want to say before I continue on? Like, oh, no, no, that, that's good. On the yeah. Instagram so. <clears throat> so, so, so this gal is exposing that, right? Well, the whistle was blown already a couple weeks ago, as of, I think I've already, we've already touched let on. Me, let me connect the dots real quick. Yeah. So Democratic senator, senator, and where you're going with this is more control to censor. Okay, so that's why I'm saying here's a shiny object. Don't look at the big picture, what, what we're really talking about, which is silencing conservatives or right. conservative values. Go ahead. Yeah, so the other point she's making at the same time as this, really the only other point she's making is that Facebook also profits off of and thereby, therefore, deliberately drives divisiveness on their platform. Political divi divisiveness in particular, right? So she had been hired and put on a task force aimed at like uh, mitigating or reducing fake news on Facebook, reducing the divisiveness on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you go back a year ago and Facebook, as we know, as well as Twitter, et cetera, was deliberately hiding, you know, culling, uh, removing, down-regulating, throttling conservative sort of alternative uh, news like the Hunter Biden thing, right? They wouldn't even acknowledge it. They were down-regulating Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino, right, who have the two, two of like the three biggest platforms on the entire Facebook, you know, universe on the in the world dude it's not i mean it, take it to someone who has one hundred and fifty thousand followers like myself right i'm shadow banned i haven't my page right. was growing exponentially blah right. blah, blah blah i got to last Stop. january boom nothing sitting so, stagnant so so she's claiming that facebook knows and deliberately drives divisive content because it drives profitability because it gets people worked up and it keeps them on there the same thing the damn negative stuff to the does to the girls right and that after the election was won they then removed they had been at towards the end of the last presidential cycle silencing these quote fake news spreaders all from the right and that they decided once the election had been secured that they would just open the floodgates back up and let the right wingers go nuts that way they could then resume the maximum profitability and growth of the platform, right? That her department, this like safety and security department or whatever they had created that was supposed to be diving in and figuring out this where the roots of this divisiveness lies was eliminated. They were told to go home and that January 6th is the direct result. That because Facebook after November 6th of last year stopped throttling conservative conspiracy theorists the next thing you know we got the quote insurrection that's all she's claiming right tell me where if unless I, maybe i missed it this woman in either her cbs interview on sunday or her uh senate hearing testimony in the last two days has said anything about left-wing radical extremism on that platform yeah because no, i haven't I found it. it yeah i can't yeah. find it either she's definitely talked about right-wing extremism and she's begging, her whole point is, we need to regulate Facebook. We need to force them to throttle back on conspiracy theories, et cetera, et cetera, in order to reunify the country. But she's not talking about it fairly and equally. She's only right. talking about it from one side. So here's the ironic thing is like, and I even said this on the show, I was like, I hope when Trump gets reelected that he attacks social media 
companies in big tech. Now, the, the, this, there couldn't be a worse outcome for right. to have to have the Democrats say, "Oh yeah, we're going to censor." We are already censoring. Now you're just going to come out and say you're actually doing it, and then you're going to silence conservatives. So the exact opposite of what I really was hoping for. Here's the deal, man. These social media companies have the power to manipulate public opinion. There's no doubt about it. They have that power because everybody's on it. And if they simply make fine-tuned adjustments to their algorithms, they can brainwash you with certain types of content. If that if that if if what she's claiming is true that they let a free for all go because it's actually more profitable for them to allow for a conspiracy theory blah 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 on it, then you kind of have at least this fair, open, free market ecosystem of ideas, and people pick their own pigeonholes, right? But if you step in and regulate them as a government and say you're going to do X, Y, and Z to make sure that we don't end up with another January 6th, or you're going to do X, Y, and Z to make sure that girls are protected from your platform and the harm it can cause, then Facebook is now subject to the whims of the politics and, pl and power. Who would be the regulator? They would create an agency or, or give the authority oh, to an existing agency. That's what we need is that would regulation. Exactly. That would report up to the executive branch. And so whoever's in charge of the White House is now in charge of social media, which, let's face it, they pretty much are already, as we've already outlined, right? But to your point, yeah, well, when you have the other Trump, direction, though, it's Facebook manipulating an election, and now they've got their puppet. Well, charge. right. I mean, it's right. It's sort of chicken and the egg. You know, 100% good point, right? But that's why, you know, a lot of the guys I listened to have pointed out, Zuckerberg himself has been begging for regulations begging for them to lose their two, their section 230 exemption status from utilities, begging for the government to step in and dictate to them how to run their business, how to throttle information. Well, here's part of the reason. When you're a multi tens of billions of dollar operation like Facebook, you can absorb the cost of any rec regulation that they put on you. What does that do though? It eliminates potential competition because a new company can't come in and fully understand, fully plan for, and build a platform around that set of regulations and absorb that cost. Facebook's already at the top. So you can slap them with regulations and they can deal with it. I also think all of that is a coordinated, subversive long play between leftists in this country and social media who are all themselves leftists to get us all thinking in that direction that, oh, Facebook has to be regulated because it's super dangerous, right? But again, who are you giving the censorship sword to? Mm -hmm. Right now, you're giving it to the Democrats who, to your point, they helped get elected. Right? right. You don't the, the want to do Trump that. Trump is still banned on Twitter, by the way. The, the only way <laughs> to protect your kids. Oh, so let me make the point on this and then I'll get to that. I sincerely believe, and Dan Bongino and half a dozen other people I've heard over the last several days say the same thing. They've coupled together this, this issue about girls' safety with this issue about right-wing divisiveness in January 6th. They've coupled those two together. They've deliberately painted Facebook as... The only, the only side that this woman's, woman is willing to acknowledge is putting out corrosive and, and harmful content onto Facebook is the right. Not the girl thing, but the politics part that she's complaining about, right? Mm -hmm. She's not pointing out how... They allow 
you know, ISIS to talk about beheading people, right? Yet they'll slap, some, you know, a ban on you or I if we say, oh, that guy actually gets smacked upside the head because we're promoting violence, right? They, they don't regulate anything that she's not advocating the regulation of anything from the left-hand side, only from the right-hand side. And then by coupling it with this damage to children, damage to young girls issues, she, they're effectively neutering every conservative in D.C., from being able to challenge the idea of regulating this, not to mention the right wants to, you know, bust this whole situation up just as badly as the left do, but for different reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. So now they've phrased it where they've framed it, where this woman's complaints cannot be adequately challenged from the right, because if you're challenging what she's saying about the political division, protect our girls, the media, that's right. The media will just spin it as they don't care about girls. They've already, they've basically set a trap. In fact, today's episode of Bongino, which I haven't listened to yet, but that popped up on my phone is it's a trap. That's what he called today's episode. That's what this is, man. It is a trap. They have an agenda to silence right wing conservative voices. And their defense is you need to let us in to do this regulation because girls are getting hurt. And understand, everyone, y'all know I got four of them. Cable's got two of them. I'm not sitting here saying that protecting girls is something we should absolutely be doing. But you know how you protect your daughters from Facebook? Don't let them on it. Period. End of story. You don't need the government to come in in a nanny state fashion to do the job you're supposed to do as their parents. You don't want them exposed to the indoctrination campaign on Instagram. You don't want them exposed to the photoshopped, you know, filtered, you know, sluts that go on there showing their asses off every day. Don't give them a smartphone. Give them a flip phone that allows them to call you or call 911 and they're in trouble. And that's it. That's the solution. You can't regulate every aspect of society in order to create a padded universe of safe space. You just can't. Well, it brings up the fact that people can still parent despite the, uh, (laughs) well, I'm going to say the governments. Because you talked about education. Obviously, the left controls that. Despite their attempt to indoctrinate your kids, you know, I, I, just in California, why don't they just yank your kids away from you to your to your uh, two years old and just raise them how they want? Well, that's that's basically what they want to do, right? It basically said that. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, what do parents? What, so yes, we still need to try to parent, raise our kids with the values, traditional American values. Read the Bible once in a while. Hell, read the Bible every day. Uh, did you read the Bible today, Chisholm? I have. I'm in Leviticus right now. I'm trying to get through my second, uh, you know, full read of the Old Testament, and Leviticus is a slog, man. It's all like the rules and laws about how to cleanse people who have been deemed dirty, etc. Right? Well, we need some cleansing. Right I, I, I don't. Now, I don't take a lot. I don't. I don't take a whole lot. Well, yeah, that's a good point. And then you mentioned that. I was gonna say I don't take a whole lot from. Uh, I don't take a whole lot from Leviticus, but maybe we need to be. Uh, you know, offering some, some, you know, bulls as a burnt offering and, <laughs> and doves as a peace offering. Um, there's something I, I was going to blindside you with here today that I didn't tell you I was going to bring up, but have you heard about, uh, let's see, it's uh Pennsylvania state house representative, Christopher. Well, are we done with the Facebook thing? I don't want to go into this until we're, we've moved on. Yeah. Well, I, I want to make one more point. Just look at the fact that every media outlet in America, all the ones none of us trust, 
are running with this on 24 7 365 loops right now right this woman is getting plastered all over everywhere again first of all she came from cbs be skeptical if she came from abc nbc and cbs all of those 70 year old news stations all they're doing is promoting propaganda they're just a little bit more subtle about it than cnn right yeah. But just look back to May. Oh, we're not done with this, though, because you sent me these two other links. Of That's previous, what I'm getting uh, at. Just yeah. look back to May of 2021, and a whistleblower came forward and said that Facebook was deliberately censoring people talking about uh, you know, vaccine issues and, and natural immunity. Who's heard about that? Why where did there, CNN run with that? If you Senate Google, hearings on that? Exactly. You Google that right now and there's one news outlet you'll find anything about it that you've ever heard of, and that's Fox. None of those other news organizations who are running full throttle with this thing touched on that. Go back to April. No, I'm sorry. It was June of 2020. You can find one or two articles out there from June 2020 where a Facebook whistleblower came through and said he could prove that Facebook was deliberately silencing and regulating down conservative voices. That was from actually a Project Veritas report. Right. Project Veritas, that guy, um, oh, James O'Keefe. Right. They right. recorded they, you know, they caught this Facebook employee explaining how they were, you know, downregulating conservatives. Like you said, did we have Senate hearings on that? Did nope. we have wall to wall coverage on that? No. But this lady's coming out and saying in January 6th is Facebook fault, Facebook's fault. And, and so is a bunch of damage to young girls. That's all we're talking about. In a fully democrat controlled government i had a guy on be skeptical when the entire media is saying the same thing in lockstep if every damn news outlet that you reference whether you reference it to figure out what the other side is saying or to see what your side is saying when everybody's saying the same thing they're trying to f you 100 percent. mind no doubt so going back to january 6th this past week i had a guy in studio i won't say his name but uh, his brother was at the January 6th thing, has been arrested and charged. He's not, he's not in jail. He's awaiting their trial. His brother, dude, he said that what, what we all know, the cops just moved out of the way, that they were like high-fiving White House security. They went in. They did not go to any place that if you or I went into the White House, you didn't have access to. They didn't break down any doors. They just went in. Went sightseeing and then left. And everyone was kind of like, okay, I guess, I guess we're done here now. And, and the guy's been charged. Like, <laughs> like um, but their, yeah, their, their defense is, is going to lie in the proof of a lot of the videos of the guards just letting them in. And that, you know, they didn't, there wasn't any violence on their part. Here's uh, the thing. By dude. and large. But that's the first person I know who's actually had a friend or family that was arrested at a part of the. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anybody. Armed militia there. that you right. hear the 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 media say. Right. You mean is your cell phone considered a weapon? Because that's all I saw in the videos. Yeah, it's like we've talked about before. The truth on all this will ultimately be acknowledged on page, you know, you know section F, page thirty six of the New York Times. Mm -hmm. About thirty six months from now, there will be a five hundred word story explaining how this you know house committee that's been assembled to investigate all this kind of really turned up nothing but a bunch of um tourists yeah i mean a handful of crazy people and mostly a bunch of tourists who were let in by the cops any of us who watched videos 
from September to January 6th, going back to when it happened of people like we've called them walking through the rotunda inside the velvet ropes of officers letting them in to do so, right? None of that's a secret, but half the country's already been brainwashed to think that 10,000 armed, crazy right-wingers, all of whom were white, all of whom were straight males, stormed into all the Capitol. Trump hats. Dude, one of the most important videos I saw was a British reporter going around interviewing people inside the rotunda, all of whom were there peacefully, all of them who were talking reasonably. Has he been charged? The guy himself? No. <laughs> but they, 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 they overlaid like this scary sounding music and they overlaid him narrating what was happening and trying to describe some chaotic, violent scene. Meanwhile, they're showing him like just talking to random people. Yeah. And of the maybe six people that he interviewed, four of them were minorities. <laughs> you haven't seen that video anywhere. Uh-uh. I'll have to try to dig it. Which up. I, I've I, told I, I you. So Monday nights I play in the soccer league and, and our goalie is like 100% pro-vax, hates Trump, all this, that. And uh, they released those videos. Do what? Y'all need a new goalie. He's pretty good. Uh, but anyway, so he, he I, told, I think I said last week, he like thinks Trump should be drug out and you know publicly executed and called it an armed militia. And then the next day they released those videos of the people walking around with their, it was the footage from like, I guess they, they, they needed for the charge, the indictments against all these people. Those were right. like White House security cameras, and it's just people walking around with cell phones. And I sent it to our group text. I was like, hey, Scott, hey, look at the armed militia that you're talking about. And the, going back to your point of people have been led to believe that 10,000 people sacked the Capitol with ARs. Right. Like, and he probably that? didn't even acknowledge it, right? No, he didn't. No, he didn't say anything back to it. Nothing. Right. Dude, Meanwhile, it's amazing. The, the other guy, the other, the other guy that me and there was like three of us really getting into it. Right. I was wearing the unwoke shirt and he was like, where can I buy those? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Recruiting. Uh, yeah. On deprogramming one, one uh, corrupted brain at a time. Uh, man, that's one of the things we may have touched on in the past that is so uh, amazing to me about all this. Um, a friend of our, our mutual friend of ours who we've talked about out in California and his dad, uh, my f mom and sister, your goalie, uh, these folks that are, that are entrenched into the narrative and particularly those who were driven psychotic by Trump. Did you ever watch the show Westworld? Have we talked about this? Yeah. Okay. I, I bailed on like season two. Okay. But so season one is where they awesome. show how these programmed uh, uh, AI robots, they'll be specifically programmed to where they won't be able to see things that could corrupt their the, the show Westworld is about this future park where you can go and basically play cowboys and Indians in a real world setting with real lifelike uh, AI robots, right? Yeah. Um, that have like actual like organism flesh, but, you know, robotic body underneath and they have sex with them and they murder them and that all this crazy stuff, right? It's a really well, the crazy catches show. The robots are programmed where they can't harm the... Right, right. So like when the robots are shooting at you, they're shooting blanks. They cannot hurt you. But, you know, you're shooting real guns back at them. And, you know, they these robots get murdered over and over again and they get sent to the, the, the machine shop and they get rebuilt and put together and healed. And then they get sent back out. And they're basically each one of them is a character that can react and has like almost full consciousness. But there's certain programming in their being that limits them to kind of play their role. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
there's this photograph and they, they kind of do a test where there's this photograph that would corrupt the mind of one of the robots. Cause that robot was actually modeled after a real person. Anyway, they, they show it to him. There's several scenes like this where they, they deliberately show these robots, something that they're not, that would screw them up if they could see it. And they literally say, this looks like nothing to me yeah. as if the the photograph is blank or, or whatever the they're trying to present just won't even register. And I feel like the stuff that we're talking about, when you send somebody those videos of people just cruising through those velvet ropes, they, their response is going to be, well, that wasn't January 6th, or they're just not going to even acknowledge it. Like that guy, he right? just like, didn't just, say anything. You know, he looked at it. He, you yeah. know, he saw the video. Yeah. Cause I, I tried to draw him off sides and said, Hey Scott, here's your arm militia. You know, he watched the video. No response. Yeah. I put, I put that post on Instagram a few weeks ago of the, um, indictment the Sussman indictment right just asking everyone to read it yeah right read the indictment the link is in my bio read it for yourself look at what happened look at what this man alleged and understand that to get his hands on on the billing records of a law firm which are attorney client privilege means that the client was up to something illegal because it's the client's privilege that maintains it right this one guy that I used to work with who has I've gotten into it with on Instagram on a couple of occasions replied and said so if if all this is true how does that absolve trump for january 6th i was like how is that question even relevant bud but what i told him was dude it doesn't have anything to do with january 6th except for the fact that half of the country was aware all along of this because this information has been public if you were looking in the right places and the media drove them insane by lying to them about it because they were in on it and he actually liked that comment back. So I seem to have put at least a tiny dent in his, you know, this looks like nothing to me defense. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so two things to wrap up here. Playboy, you would think is like the last like good old boys club, dude. Well, apparently even they can't avoid the woke phenomenon because they're putting a dude in lingerie on the October cover. You have to yep. be rolling over in his grave. And I'm not advocating for pornography. I'm just saying this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, this can't be reality. Everything but, is everything is woke. Uh, and the last thing that I have for you, which you're going to have a lot of fun with this. So Pennsylvania State House Representative Christopher Rabb, would you like to guess whether he's a Democrat or Republican? I assume if you're bringing him up, he's a Democrat. 100%. Yeah. Uh, so he is pushing for, this is his legislation that he's introduced. It will require all inseminators to undergo vasectomies within six weeks of having their third child or their 40th birthday, whichever comes first. He wants to enforce this law by offering a $10,000 reward for anyone who reports a man who has not had a vasectomy, therefore is in noncompliance with the legislation. The memorandum states, the rights of cisgender men have always been paramount in our society with little focus on their responsibility as inseminators to change their behaviors for the good of their partners, families, and society at large. In order to improve public health outcomes and release sweet justice into our households and bedrooms, we must wrap our love of individual liberty in the moral imperative of greater personal responsibility and acknowledge men's essential role in procreation. It's like blank staring mm. looking back at me right now. 
<laughs> uh, dude, this sounds like China. Yeah. Oof, 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 oof. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. You know what else it sounds like? Sounds like Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood. Sounds like the state of California having uh, eugenics uh, is, laws on the books until just the last 20 months. What does cisgender so. mean, Chisholm? Uh, like you word? and me. It's a right. person. Why is that a word? It's a person who identifies uh, their gender according to their actual biological sex. Why well, so, can't know, we like just call ourselves men? Right. Cisgender, to your point, is a word that didn't need to be made up. There's transgender. Men have sex with their wives. Everybody else. Right. <laughs> right. So no within, need to, no within need to label weeks. us as cisgender. We're just. Can I say normal? Can I say that? We're just normal. Just horny married guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so you have six weeks from the time you turn 40 or you have your third kid. What if you're like 24, have your third kid and then you're like, oh, six weeks vasectomy or or we're going to give your neighbor ten thousand dollars for turning you in. Dude, that's uh, that's 1984. Yeah. I, uh, Where you have citizens, citizens uh, turning each other in for the sake of like, you're basically the government intel. It's 1984 all over again. And it's and it's circa China for the last century. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's it's all this stuff, right? To your have to you heard your, that before? <laughs> hey, try to find it. Try to find Are a you, news article about it. Good try luck. to find one? Yeah. Yeah, anybody who's interested, try to find a, a mainstream news article acknowledging that this guy's trying to do that. Like, I'm Googling it now. Again, real-time real time, uh, experiment. Well, tell, tell me your results. Type in Chris Robb for sterilization into just the search bar, regular search bar, and you'll find a Reddit link right at the top freedomrockradio.com we love trump.com you'll find his twitter feed phillymag.com but then go to the news tab of google go over to the news tab nothing nothing dude nothing from news organizations other than those outlets i just outlined bloomberg first first thing on there talks about chinese uyghur abuse the next one is about congressman rob but that he wants to boycott the 2022 Beijing Olympics uh, over Uyghur concerns. You think he'd be uh, friendly with China based off of his proposed bill here? He'd love China. Yeah. So they're not covering it because it's wait too far out there for them to like. They're like, we can't touch this one. This is like, why? Why are they not covering it? Yeah. Well, I see this a lot. I can't think of another example, of it, but I know that I've seen several instances where when these leftists step way, way out of line, the squad is notorious for this, right? When the squad says something that's undeniably anti I heard AOC's in rehab for the, like January 6th trauma. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, she's in therapy for it anyway. She has a uh, yeah, post-traumatic stress syndrome from January right. 6th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when anybody from their crowd says something that's indefensible, uh, good luck finding an article about it, right? It takes about a week, and after a week, they have no choice but to address it, but by then they've come up with how they're going to spin it, right? And then the article reads, Republican pounce, Republicans pounce on Rashida Tlaib for saying something about how all the Jews should die. Well, this was posted on October 2nd, so they've got about three more days before they, That's right. yeah. they let it out. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Well, I don't Wait. have anything else. I got one thing. All right. How about them Cowboys? Hell yeah. I was at the game Dude. Sunday. Yeah, I know. They've yeah. sucked me back in, bro. They've sucked me back in. So that, that, uh, had another moment between my wife and I, we were laying in bed last night and I showed her something. Um, I think it was the Newsome. Of course, they're vaccinating the kids next year, but they're, they're also still require a mask for you to be on campus. And I said, look at this insanity. And then I showed her the picture that we took of ourselves at the Cowboy game. And I said, and look at how we're living our lives. And she goes, yeah, it's, it's nuts. 100,000 people in that stadium. Yep. I'd say, will be fine. I'd say 5% wearing masks or being one of them most of the time. It's certainly, if we were standing in line for beer or nachos or whatever, she's definitely wearing a mask. I'm like, I've seen your antibody test results. You don't need it, but whatever. Uh, at least, at least she was there, and we're we're living life. And Californians are still in lockdown. Oh, and what is it? Orange County and uh, what's the other? What, where's where's L A? Sorry, what county is that? I can't think. I'm gonna brain fart. I think L A is L A County, but Orange County is part of like the L A uh, metro area, right? Well, there's two counties, the two biggest counties in Los Angeles in, in California. One of them does no no longer has a mask mandate. And their COVID rate is dropping, and the other one does, and it's going up. So, just a little interesting tidbit. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, unless you got to go, I actually want to talk about the Cowboys for a minute. But in your discussion of your conversation with your wife, I thought of something we need to touch on, and then we can do a quick, fun five minutes about how awesome the Cowboys seem to be. The, uh, the Department of Justice this week announced that they will be meeting with state law enforcement all across the country. Oh, dude. To up enforcement. Uh, they basically. We need to do a whole show on this. If you're going to talk about t- uh, teachers and parents, school boards. We'll prime it because you're right. We should probably be. It's a 30 it's plus minute conversation. Right now. But, but so, so next week, y'all, we're going to be talking about the fact that the Department of Justice believes that they need to investigate and potentially, you know, arrest parents who quote harass or make threats against school boards across the country who are pissed off at those school boards for critical race theory in their schools. Uh, The lady who uh, read a book that she found in the high school library of Fairfax, Virginia, that recounted in graphic detail, a sexual, perversion between an adult male and a young boy did you see that well pl- i saw a worse let's, one dude where a teacher required their we, kids to to write sexual fantasies with a with with a uh, an adult like in their we have to we have to pull both of those and play them on the next episode this woman sat there and read this book in graphic detail it was on megan kelly's uh show this over the weekend uh, she's furious. She refused to be silenced. She shouted these people back down. There's some organ, some national organization that, on behalf of school boards, has lobbied the administration to use the Patriot Act to ferret out alleged threats against these school boards, school board members. And so now the DOJ formally, yesterday or the day before, yeah. Merrick Garland announced that they would be having meetings with state officials about this issue. And this is exactly what we've been talking about. This is the rebranding of righteously angry parents in this country 
as domestic violent extremists and using that damn Patriot Act as the auspices to potentially spy on them and potentially arrest them for threats of violence, not for actual violence, but potential threats of violence. And what do we know the left believes? The left believes words themselves are violence. So what is even a threat of violence? Mm. What is a threat of violence? Is it showing up and being pissed off because well, whatever they your kids are being brainwashed in a critical moment. race theory? Of course. However they want it. So watch the hell out for that. Back right, to the well, Cowboys. I'm excited about dude. that because, dude, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Next week's going to be pretty angry then because as parents. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy enjoy today's more uh, laid back uh, take on things because yeah, we'll yeah. get yeah. mad tomorrow. All right, all you inseminators. Thanks for uh, tuning in to episode 49 of Justified Pursuit. If there are any women that listen, we appreciate you as well. Uh, leave us a five-star review. I think Chisholm's dad is the only one that's left the four-star. We appreciate that. Tell your friends. Tune in to uh, Justified Pursuit. For Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. We'll see you guys next week. Trayvon Diggs owns the NFL. Five minutes in. Oh